not intoxicated could not explain his nudity. You Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Austin, Texas. Podcast hosted by Bruce and Steve. I'll just move my head up into the logo. It's <laughs> a good start to well, episode sixty-three of Slurp Toast, a podcast. Hey, we're back. I looked at my notes. It's been like a month and a half since we did one, but you know there were things. Things we'll talk <laughs> about tonight. Things we'll talk about at length. Or at length, even. Mm-hmm. Let's start with you. How's things on your end? Oh, there, you know. Mm. So, uh, we had foundation work done at the house. And they broke... We talked about that. Broke the pipe that when the sump pump runs, it kicks water out of the house. Mm-hmm. They broke it inside the wall. <clears throat> oh, shit. So, we got like... You know, some ridiculous four and a half, five inches of rain on Sunday. Uh, and it all just came pouring into the basement. So. Oh, no. We are upstairs because the basement is being professionally dried. And uh, carpet's all torn up and uh, it smells like wet, uh, wet towels everywhere. So that's been fun. A oh, lot of Jesus. Fun. So that's like three days of remediation. Uh, yeah, we got most of it up ourselves on Sunday. Then it Did was rip, rip all the carpet. Is it the whole the whole basement carpeted? No, just about a third. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> something, right? Exactly. So it just it was one of those things where. Yeah, it just sucked. We called the company <laughs> did the foundation repair. They were very apologetic, and they would you know, take care of it. In the meantime, I called the home warranty people because I thought the sump pump was broken. They sent a plumber out and he recommended a water um, recovery company because the guy came out and he's like, oh yeah, he goes, we're going to have to cut the wall out to here and call, cut the wall out up to here and pull all the insulation out and replace the insulation. And Wow. The company that did it, they were like, well, we're going to take care of it. And I'm like, okay, how? And it was, well, we got, we got a guy. I go, who, who's your guys? He goes, well, some of our crews, they'll come and they'll do the demo. I'm like, will they uh, take a water meter and make sure they get all the affected stuff out? Or were they just going to cut the wall where they need to get access to the pipe? Um, um, I go, there's water in the wall, man. I mean, that shit's going to make my family sick. So it's got to go. <clears throat> and uh, it went back and forth a little bit. And uh, I think I almost made him cry. <laughs> I, I was just like, I'm not Because it's what it. you do. Yeah. Well, it was one of those things like, well, who's your, who's your contractor? Uh, Dakota. I'm like, Dakota, what? Does he have a company? He's just the guy we use. I go, so it's a handyman. You're going to send a handyman out to fix my house? I go, I've got wet, moldy uh, insulation in the walls. I go, I've got, I go, here's the deal. I go, I couldn't wait on you. I started making phone calls. So I've got a guy coming out. He's actually standing right here. Let me put him on speakerphone. Say, hello, Jose. Hello. 
I go, are you going to do this, that, and the other thing? The guy's like, I don't think so. I'm like, well, then I'm, I'm not going to use your guy. I'm sorry. I can't use your guy. I go, I'll file a, file a claim with the insurance company, but they're just going to subrogate it back at you. So we should work together. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Nice use of subrogation, too, by the way. Well, you know, I, I work in that world now. <laughs> so so has it been like you know leaking water ever since the work was done and it just got noticed because of the extreme no, amount of rain? We didn't have a lot we, it was the extreme amount of rain. Wow. So yeah, so we didn't really I mean have any meaningful rainfall since June, middle of June, early okay. June. Um, you know, we'd have a couple of ones here or there, but I mean you'd go that's the wet can... stuff that falls out of the sky, right? Uh-huh. It Which, doesn't do yeah. that in Texas anymore, I don't think. <laughs> no, it's just suspended in the air. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we didn't get a lot until recently. And then we got a big rain on Wednesday night. And I noticed like a little wet spot. Mm-hmm. But you kind of think, oh, I must have, uh, you know, dropped an ice cube or something. Right, right. And then you think, well, I, I don't bring ice cubes down here. What the hell? <laughs> so you <laughs> kind of wipe it up and you're trying to figure out what's going on and then uh and then, man uh and then it was just like everything was wet the carpet was wet and oh, oh yeah nothing nothing smells as good as wet carpet uh and then that that backing the carpet pad that's uh basically made of sponge yeah it's yeah it's essentially a sponge i, I yeah 100 percent yeah, the first piece I picked up to like carry out of the house weighed forty pounds. Until I got to like across the, the basement floor, which was considerably lighter, but my shirt was soaked. <laughs> I threw it over my shoulder and then like just you transferred the wet. Transferred the wet. Yeah. So that was the end of that. Uh, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot about water extraction. Um, it's gonna be such a mess. Sadly, <laughs> such I, mess. I have some experience with that as well on the commercial side. The the building we moved the store into after they sold the big building was was old and it leaked every time it rained. Thankfully mm. we sold um you know absorbent underpads, which mm. we could throw on the floor. <laughs> and our carpet was just glued to the cement. So we did we just had to like, you know, sop it up. That was all we could do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, God, that sucks, man. So they're gonna take out how many walls do they have to take out? Uh, it not it, it's it's not too bad because it's all the walls that are up against the foundation. Okay. Um. So yeah, there's probably I don't know, I don't know, uh, a couple feet. They're from a corner, be like a couple feet one way and a couple feet the other way, uh, and then it looks like they're gonna have to go. I don't know, maybe two feet off the floor, kind of around a corner. So I'm just not sure how I feel about whether I trust Dakota to put everything back is is my problem. Well, if he's the guy of the guys who screwed it up in the first place, he's a sub guy. Yeah. So I told him, I go, you know, I'm going to, and the guy, he was, he was pretty upset because he's like, how much is this going to cost? I'm like six grand. He goes, oh, God. I go, dude, it's like a third of my basement. And I go, we haven't even talked about how much it's going to cost to replace the carpet. And he goes, I got to talk to my bosses. I go, 
great. Tell them that your crew broke the pipe, never came back as promised, and this is the result. Somebody just learned a very expensive lesson today. Right. Wow. Ugh. Move to your right. And I had some bit. hard teachers uh, so that, you know, I, I, I you know, the lesson is the lesson. I'm sorry. You don't get a break. You don't get extra credit. You don't get partial credit. Your answer yeah. is wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong, motherfucker. So you, you Joe Deppard them? <laughs> oh, Joe Deppard them, Mary Kern. is professor I had in college. Okay. It was art history. So this is going to really sound like elitist. This is what it's <laughs> like. So I'm taking her for art history class. And I... One of the, one of the things they do is they flash a work of art up on the screen, and you have to decide what period it's from. Okay, okay. so like you might look at a painting you've never seen it before, and you'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, we've got those little tiny brush strokes. It's an outdoor scene. It's France, and you know, it's impressionistic." And you you know that's you kind of go through this thing, right? Narrow it down, right? Mm -hmm. So I misascribed. Uh, an Assyrian sculpture to the Babylonians, which is where this gets sounds like super elitist. It's like, really? You, you're, <laughs> you, you, you misdescribed a piece of artwork to the Assyrians and not the Babylonians. Yeah. Or, yeah. My mistake, the, the, the differences are, are not great. It's not like you look at like, you know, this one piece of turd and you'd be like, oh, that's Babylonian because all they made were turds and that's Assyrian because, oh my God, it's resplendent. Um, but yeah, you they, they, they're very similar and it's just like really subtle differences in the iconography and the decoration and God, this is sounding so just up to it. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep playing sound effects because I think it's funny. <laughs> well, that, and yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here complaining, you know, I misascribed this thing to the wrong, you know, I mean, they're both dead cultures. Who the fuck cares, right? <laughs> My but, favorite thing is you made the leap from like a broken sump pump to art history. I'm just mesmerized <laughs> by how we got here, but keep going. So anyway, because we're talking about Mary Kern, the teacher, right? Right. So like, and seriously, 70% of the stuff, 80% of the things that count for one, because they were like, you know, one preceded the other, you know, and they just stole all the art, um, just moved in, took over. No, I did that. Um, well, here, let me just chisel a little extra, you know, curricular, curricular, whatever, the curly cues onto the beard. Um, that's what's weird. As I go to museums with Kristen and you walk past the sculpture, like it's a Syrian. She goes, how do you know? I go, just check me. She goes, it's a Syrian. How did you know? I go, I will never forget. I got the answer <laughs> wrong. Wrong, Mary, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Mary Kern, even though I like listed all the attributes, would not give me partial credit because. You gave her the wrong answer. Oh, uh -huh, Assyrian is not Babylonian. And it's like. Yeah, are you both sure? Precur are you, yeah, exactly. Are you sure? The precursors to the Persians. It really doesn't fucking matter. Uh, <laughs> wow. The Macedonians, Thessalonians, and all those other Onians. <laughs> Corinthians. <those> what? Corinthians. <laughs> they made the best leather. <laughs> they did make the best. Fine Corinthian letter. The finest of the letters. Paul used to brag about it in his letters. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he wrote more than one tooth. That's why he wrote one. <laughs> yeah, ordering he more so leather. Much, he wrote back for more. Yeah. <laughs> my, 
my dearest Corinthians, I, <laughs> I totally have to get a new couch. <laughs> I met this cat named Ricardo. He digs your leather. He digs your leather. Yeah, I showed it to my boy Jay, even though we're not contemporaneous. Uh, but <laughs> dude loved it. I'd like to get 11 more. Uh, <laughs> Can I get that fireworks deal? Buy, buy one, get 11 free. Buy one, get 11 couches free. Dear Corinthians, <laughs> finest leather smiths and early Christians of the ancient world. <laughs> oh, that was a quality. That was a Jump. quality juke. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, you know, if I would dig around, I've got a Masonic Bible and a family Bible and my, my confirmation Bible. I can check this story out. Is what I'm saying. It's legit. It's totally legit. Of course it is. I've been confirmed by the Presbyterians. I seem yeah. to recall that being in the book. Uh-huh. It's that one sermon that you like here on Easter about yeah. Paul and the leather couches. <laughs> and the Easter bunny. It was, <laughs> no, Jesus turned a love seat into couches, didn't he? Yes. Yes, he did. <laughs> and I said, lo, let there be Ottomans. And all the Turks showed up. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's why we worship the sectional today that's absolutely no home no, no midwestern bible belt home is complete without a leather section made of fine corinthian leather and vibrating and cup holders those are the pauline letters that we're not sure of the authenticity that's yeah that's uh he was some... Jewish originally, so he was not splurging for extras. You'd have to throw those in. Yeah. He's a hard. <laughs> he was a hard driver on the road to Damascus. He was a very hard driver on the road to Damascus. <laughs> then the scales fell from my eyes, and I saw couches. <laughs> Thou shalt not pay retail. Thou shalt not pay retail. Yeah, everybody thinks it's fishes and loaves. It's not. It's fishes and couches. So. <laughs> fishes and love seats. <laughs> yeah, I read something the other day since we're down this road. Go for it. <laughs> no, that there's like magas who are complaining to their pastors that like when they talk about the Sermon of the Mount, it's like, what are you talking to all these liberal talking points? Yes, it's I know. Like, I've seen that. <laughs> They've already so, taken away your Bud Light, your NASCAR. Yeah. You're going to let them now take away Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> what are you going to be left with? Guns <laughs> and truck nuts. <laughs> Somebody said to me, he goes, whenever I see truck nuts, I always wonder where's the asshole. And it's like, it's behind the wheel, really. This is <laughs> <laughs> oh, nicely done, sir. That was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. While we worked there. Oh, God. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, well, we're talking. <laughs> go ahead. We're I can't wait to about... see where this goes next. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, you know, we talked about Steve Martin being transformational, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I showed up in the comments uh, for one of those classes because of that conversation. Uh, it got mentioned by name, you know. Everybody <laughs> in our company is like, Steve, you're so quiet. You don't speak. And I'm like, yeah. And I think I explained this last time. Speaking up first is a sign of weakness. It's ego. You want to get your comment out there and everybody agree with it so you can feel better about yourself. 
Um, trainer didn't like that. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. But I made the comments twice. Was, oh, Steve and I were talking about Steve Martin, you know, and this and this. And I threw out Les Paul in the comments and that fired people up. It's like, whoa, really? yeah. How? They're like Steve oh, just you mentioned. about guitars? Uh-huh. I was like, give me time. I can derail everything. <laughs> you know, after we had, I don't remember if I sent you this or not, but after we had the conversation in San Diego about Steve Martin and his relevance to transformational stand-up comedy, <laughs> I had a thought of, because we started, we started lining out some different like branches, but I think if you could go back and just start doing like a comedy family tree, it would be fascinating. Oh, yeah, like a coaching tree? Yeah, and find out where you land is sort of Bill Parcells. <laughs> yeah, uh, here are your Carlinists, here are your Priorists. <laughs> you, your, uh, your uh, shit, rights. Because there are a few in the right tree, for sure. See, I always thought Stephen Wright, he he like uh he fell out of like the Henry the Henny Youngman old school comedian, you know. Wah 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 wah. Take my wife, please. Wah wah wah. I, okay. Like, I, job interview. <laughs> yeah, it's just the more me. absurdist approach. Okay. I'm more I can absurdist. See and and I see and then, I, and then his headberg. Yeah, who's totally like Stephen Wright too. Yeah. The little hippie trippy Stephen Wright. Gilbert Gottfried is in that sort of same Catskill-esque comedy yeah. thing. And you know who else is, now that we're saying this, and it's surprising now that I'm thinking about it, but Anthony Jeselnik is in that tree. Yeah, yeah. Because it's set it, up punchline, set, set up punchline. Punch 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 it's dark, but it's set up punchline every time. Yes, that would be taking the worst elements of Stephen Wright, the worst elements of Mitch Hedberg, <laughs> and deciding to take all that and go dark with it. <laughs> <laughs> throw in some Kennison. Just a dash of Kennison. Just a for dash flavor. Yeah, I think he, that was funny because I think the guy in one of our conversations mentioned Kennison and I was like, oh yeah, there's nothing being loud and proud and misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that tree, I mean, it would be an interesting, you know, mental exercise if nothing else. Because I, I, I wonder how much of it is just like, you know, because like I listened to uh, no, ah, crap, I can't remember his name. Mike uh, Berbiglia. Berbiglia. Mm -hmm. and he kind of calls, kind of comes out of like like uh, weirdly a Spalding Gray tradition. It's more yeah. of a long story. It's a long, it's long form, form monologue. Yeah, it's not really a bit. It's just like an essay he forgot to write down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I got you. I'm with you there. Yeah. Yeah, I know it was funny because I was driving back from Dallas on Saturday or Sunday, and I'm like, I, I flashed back to us, you know, riffing on Basketball Jones a few episodes ago, and and, and I listened to about eighty percent of the Cheech and Chong catalog, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I've ever not listened to it all the way through, or just has been a thousand years since I listened to it. They were so reliant on sound effects and ambient noise to get their points across. I found that fascinating. So maybe it more of a studio, more of a <laughs> Steely Dan. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the influence is there as well because they were all under it. Um, <laughs> so, no, but I mean it's it's performative more than it is stand up, right? It's sketches. 
Okay. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not stand-up. It's sketch comedy that's recorded. And I think that's why it translated so well into the movies, because they just the picked movies? their best bits, put them in a very loose narrative structure, and sent it to theaters. Yes. Yes. We'll go. Yeah, absolutely. No, I like that one. Uh, I don't know. Just for what it's worth. <laughs> but see, then, you know, who else falls into, like, that kind of of genre or whatever you'd call it? Vain. Um. um Bob Newhart. There we go. I was waiting for you to say that because I was already there. It's like, let's see if he goes Newhart because this Newhart to Cheech and Did we just draw Newhart a line from Newhart to Cheech and Chong? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and and I said, Dave, Dave, are you there? Are you there, Dave? <laughs> Dave's not here, man. <laughs> Could you imagine that with like the Bob Newhart on the phone? I'm sorry, who? Dave? No, Dave's not here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He's he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's the same branch of the tree. <laughs> okay, we got to get this to Bob Newhart and see how he feels <laughs> <laughs> quickly. Yeah, quickly. It's all a bad dream. It's, all... <laughs> it's a bad trip, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, man. Oh. <laughs> no, I uh, could you imagine him doing it like in the, the Cheech and Chong thing? He wakes up next to Suzanne Plachette. <laughs> Whoa, I just <laughs> had a bad trip, man. He wakes up and it's not him, it's Tommy Chong next to Suzanne Plachette. Wow, man. <laughs> Whoa, I had this dream I was working in a photo mat. <laughs> all these kids kept coming by, man. It was weird. <laughs> Did I put something in your ass? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That took a that topic. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we haven't done one of these since Comic Con, so we probably ought to talk about our Comic Con trip. Such as it was a month ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, um, it was crowded as fuck. Is what it was. It was, and you know, I kind of thought maybe they oversold it, or I did not realize that many people stood in line for Hall H. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. I mean, I had thought about there might be more people on the floor because of the lack of Hollywood presence. Or the lack of panels and everything but else. But I didn't think, I'm with you. I don't think I realized that many people stood in that line on a daily basis for H and 20. I mean, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Because it was like Thursday was like a Saturday. It was so full. Right. And preview night. I was going to preview night and thinking, this is nuts. I mean, because yeah, that's usually like in and out, no problems. Yeah, it's light. You just kind of get the lay of the land. Lay of the land. If you're going to go shop or anything, you've got time to do it. Um, yeah, you've got time to do it, you know, and it's unhurried. It's unrushed. It's very casual. It's very. But man, I was in there and I was like, this is crazy, 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 crazy busy. And then you were. Yeah, Thursday, you saw it. It was just fucking terrible <laughs> it was it was i mean 
it was it was untenable that morning. Uh, I got claustrophobic. I don't normally do that there, and it was just it was just a crush. But it, it was it interesting got- because after we left to get some lunch and came back, it had thinned out considerably. So a lot of people went in, did their stuff, what they wanted the- to buy, and then left. I would they had no other reason to be there. Yeah, I'm not standing in line. I got my T-shirt, so I don't, I don't get I don't to see the to cast do. of The Walking Dead, The City of the Dead, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had that autograph time for the cast of whatever, you know, Monkey Jumpers, whatever. <laughs> I would pay <laughs> to see Monkey Jumpers. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what the plot is, but the title alone would draw you in. Oh, for you'd walk sure. By, you'd just show like a monkey uh, swinging on a vine over a fire, right? Monkey jumpers. You don't know. Are they fighting fires? Did they start <laughs> fires? Are they smoke jumpers? What's going on? What are monkey jumpers? And all it is is like two hours of a baboon just bouncing around. And you keep waiting for something. It's just a gif. It's just (laughs) one long repeating gif. But there's props in the room. (laughs) Monkey jumpers. You keep waiting for him to like pick up the prop. Coming soon to Fox. That'd be fun. You put him in a room like Jonathan Winters with just a bunch of props. (laughs) And he writes the next carrot top act. He writes the next character. It's just monkeys and props, and that's the whole monkey jumpers. <laughs> and for some, some reason, guy with Nick a headset. Cannon is outside. <laughs> the kids, yeah. <laughs> there's a monkey in a van with a headset. There's a guy in a store, and the monkey's just chittering away at him. <laughs> the guy's in there. <laughs> monkey jumpers. You've been monkey jumped. <laughs> and then they let the monkeys loose in the place of business <laughs> and they shit on everything and they tear it all up. <laughs> they rip people's faces off. Right. And that's how we get the planet of the apes. That's right. That's it's a precursor. It's very raw. It's very monkey improv. Jumpers. It's loose. <laughs> Single camera, you know. <laughs> And then all of a sudden there's a sure. monkey sitting in front of like a window blind, just <laughs> 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 screech, screech. And Rain Wilson's there going, I don't like the new staff. <laughs> That's it. It's just just things with monkeys. That's all monkey jumpers is. <laughs> it's a clip show about monkeys. It's a monkey clip show. It's like jackass with monkeys. <laughs> there it is. There that's it is. The, that's the pitch. <laughs> that's the, check out any of our show. You like jackass? Imagine it with monkeys. <laughs> Tell what me more. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. So we got like a bunch of monkeys. They're wearing underwear, right? And they're just standing Or not. There. If you don't or want not. to, they don't have to. Yeah. And then the other monkey like steps on the thing and it cracks them in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> we can blur all this out in post. It'd be great. Oh my god! No monkey balls. Just implied we, monkey balls. We, that's right. We've even got this little monkey Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going here. It's Johnny Poxville. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. I like. I'm it. kind of proud for for that one right off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the show. Monkey jumpers. It's it's jackass with monkeys. <laughs> that's the GIF. <laughs> the, the, that intro thing. 
It's just Reed, the monkey Reed, doing Reed. this. <laughs> he just split screen. He comes in from the side. It's just real frenetic. <laughs> I don't know what I saw, but I loved it. <laughs> Order the series, boys. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. No work for scale. <laughs> scale shit. They don't know. <laughs> They're monkeys. <laughs> Pay them in bananas and, and hookers. In coos, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. oh yeah. My my poor my poor daughter, you know. She worked in the in my our little back room. Right. Doing stuff for OSHA things and all this and cleaning up PowerPoints. And I mean, Frank and I took her to lunch one day and uh Frank's telling the story about how this pallet of sod appeared behind his dad's shop, right? And his dad's shop appeared. Yeah, his dad's shop is not in a great neighborhood, but people were stealing the sod. And Frank's dad was like, hey, you want some sod? I can get you sod. So Frank and I now are doing, hey, you know, you want sod? I got sod. You want to what? Seed your lawn? What the fuck? Are you poor? (laughs) (laughs) But we're doing dueling off the truck sod salesmen. (laughs) <laughs> I got fescue. Uh, so I mean, you don't we go want on. any of that Saint Augustine crap. Oh, what the hell? No, no, no. Get that shit out of here. Get that, get that Kentucky rye the fuck out of here. You know. Uh, so yeah, you plan to spend all your time weeding that shit. Weeding that shit. Yeah. You gonna seed your lawn? What are you fucking poor? Um, <laughs> That's funny. So we did that, and I mean. We got into, we were doing it in the car coming back from lunch. And then we got into the office and I'm like, okay, that's pretty offensive. And we've got to stop. (laughs) (laughs) So babe doesn't really respond to that. Uh, One woman that we used to work for, uh, Frank's dad knows her and knows her boyfriend. And so tells a story about, you know, hey, she's still got hemorrhoids. Why? You know, she does it up the butt, right? <laughs> so Frank is it. We're back there. Frank said something. He goes, yeah, you remember Teresa? I was like, yep, she's still doing up the butt. My daughter goes, hey, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> uh, that gets a little bit of a rise out of her. Sod salesman gets a little bit of a rise out of her. Something I said about how, yeah, the first child is always premature. And the second one takes nine months. First one coming any time. Somebody goes, why is that? Well, it takes time to break a uterus in. Didn't get a rise out of her. I go, hey, trebuchet, amigos. She, God, stop that. It's <laughs> the first time I've ever seen it again. <laughs> Frank is even like, wow, everything else he said all summer long, and that's what sets you off. <laughs> well, that's the one she'd heard the most. <laughs> Might have been. Might have been. That's funny. Oh. So what else did we Well, we like? can talk about uh, fun days. Yeah, we should. Yeah, because that was my first time I ever went. What would you think? Uh, um, it was interesting. I um, <laughs> were too many damn people in too small a space, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, they kept going for bigger and better, but it just kind of maxed out. At- uh, yeah, 3,200 people in that tiered... Um, if we situation. were doing a concert on the lawn, it'd have been fine. But you're trying to do tables of ten. Yeah, it was crammed in there. Yeah, I I knew more about the people sitting behind me than I cared to. Um, yeah, no, 
<laughs> it was no, but it was a cool experience. I'm glad I went. I would go again. Yeah. Um, we got to see uh, Gabriel Iglesias not do stand up. Not do stand up. Yeah. Uh, we got to see one of the Backstreet Boys kind of do a Backstreet Boys song. I did like it when our section lost that particular round of yelling and started chanting in sync, in sync. It was that's quality passive aggressive right there. Uh, which, nothing which wrong is, with which, that. Yeah, I think is why our section won. <laughs> <laughs> Pasted that, it right there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the, the piece to, de resistance. Uh huh. You, did, did you touch Will's hand? That touched I did. Corey I Feldman? got the Feldman on me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Corey yeah. Feldman. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about that was it. a sales pavilion sighting, and what the hell was he doing there? I... Uh, yeah, wearing the the uh, castoffs from the Michael Jackson collection. Yeah, the gold it's like, dude, It's seventy five, and you're wearing that yeah monster thing with bones on it, or whatever the fuck those are, <laughs> with the kiss spike collars and shit. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, he fucks up the giveaway. <laughs> well, he's Corey Feldman. What are you going to do? He's Corey Feldman. Uh, yeah, those are always it. The better celebrity sightings have been Mark Hamill. That's quality. Um, one of the guys from Metallica. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just weird. You know, it wasn't Lars. <laughs> it was uh, a yeah, the guitarist with the curly Kurt, long Kurt Hammond. Kurt Kurt Hammond. Yeah, he was there. I was gonna say with the 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 curly <laughs> weird Al hair. Um, <laughs> Danny Trejo. Met him. I've met him. He's a cool cat. Yeah. So I mean, they've they've been fun. Some TikToker, and it, you know, I just made a joke, and it's like, ah, oh, somebody's got a crush. Somebody over at Funko Marketing has a crush on this chick. It's the only reason she gets her own pop and a shout out at Fun Days. We didn't do that for Mick Foley's daughter, and she's a hundred times hotter than this bitch. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my God. Noel. Yes, we one year we were in our section. That apple with, felt way far from the top of the cage. So in our section, <laughs> the year of Deadpool was New Day, and Holly Foley or whatever her name is. It's Noel, I believe. Noel Foley, yes. Hunter would know that for sure. We got to get him would on. Know that for him. So that was fun. I think that was also the year that they had like the Silk Dancer. And Kristen, who you met, turned to me. She goes, great. Now I have to explain to my children what a whore is. <laughs> you don't have to. That's what I said. I was like, eh, yeah. Um, what else were my other thoughts? Um, the the camp theme was interesting, but stretched a little thin. But I did enjoy like the, uh, the group against these different houses. Um, mm-hmm. I'm surprised they couldn't. <laughs> pull off a Harry Potter theme with that setup, giving the merchandising that they have. And they gave away a Harry Potter figure. It makes me think that maybe that was the original plan. Um, and something fell through. Hard to say. Cause they just, uh, I mean, to, to Mike's credit, who dreams up that shit. Okay. He typically he's already got next year's theme in mind. Okay. Okay. He's that far kind of ahead. Um, and he puts a lot of time and a lot of thought and a lot of energy into the whole skit thing and the characters and everything else. And then, so, <clears throat> so you had a good time. That's good. And we got a lot of, I we got a shit ton of the free food stuff. Sucked. Friends of mine, they posted a picture of pizza. I was like, please, please, please tell me you had that delivered to your table. 
And they said, no, we had to go to the front gate and get it. But yes, we had it delivered to the event. <laughs> Note to self for Order next pizza. year. Yeah. Or bring your lunch. Bring your lunch. Yeah. So that little taco shack we got beers at supposedly good food good burgers some pizza places over there and seaside Couldn't be village any worse than what they presented as food hey, some of those people got raw chicken on their sandwiches i'm not surprised uh, i had that one bite no <laughs> for those everybody of you saw my reaction heard. of it we're like <laughs> have mine too no yeah. fuck you guys <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a quote-unquote chicken sandwich that had like Two, maybe three slices of, and it was it was probably broiled chicken or something, and a couple of pieces of lettuce and a half a tomato, and that was it on white bread. It was on white bread, and no mayo or mustard in the bag. You know, yeah, it was not. And then they had the uh, the the chemically treated chocolate chip cookie, and I couldn't get that taste out of my mouth the rest of the night. Um, <laughs> Even with the whiskey pours, I was doing. Yeah, well, that did help, but. Uh, <laughs> It took Hector's a while. over there. Hector's over there telling me more, more, more. I was like, "There's no pop in this." <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, we uh, we were Team Bear, and we won the whole schmear. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, yes. We won the little medallion, the Ted Lasso, and the. Um... I guess just we won Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, that was it. and the little medallion <laughs> and the medallions. Uh, and the compass that uh, points somewhere, certainly not north. <laughs> Three people at the table, the, the compasses are pointing all different directions. <laughs> These suck. It's like that signpost, that signpost and mash. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You just point it, and it'll point you to our dreams. Yeah, point oh. you to all the way home. Um, <laughs> guess I, so. uh, say something else but i don't know what it was um yeah no it was a good time so what was your favorite because i thought cosplay was down some this year oh I was it totally. just my perspective yeah it's either i think it was down and, and to be fair we weren't there on saturday which is True. usually the biggest day but even friday was there wasn't much um, and I don't know if that's just because there were so many other people there that you kind of got to a point where you're like, ah, I got to get the fuck off at the floor. This, this is killing me. <laughs> yeah, but even out in the wild, usually you see a fair amount of people yeah. who can't get in. Dressed up, and that was definitely down. Yeah, that was yeah. Definitely well, down. and I think that they maybe come out for like, hopefully the, you know, I'm going to hang out at the Hilton and see a celebrity, you know, look, Jeremy Renner running from the van. Woohoo, you know. <laughs> And the, <coughs> the cosplay of the year was, I mean, I well, let's do it. Let's do this in two tiers. What was the most frequently seen cosplay? I don't remember. <laughs> it was Ken and Barbie. Oh, that yeah, was the yeah, week yeah. in the movie came the movie out. Came out. <laughs> yep. No Barbie, no Oppenheimer though. There, I think I did see an Oppenheimer. There was like a guy in a long suit and a thing. Maybe it was the question. Maybe he was. He had a face. Dick Tracy. I don't know. Well, if, you know, if he was the question, he would have confused uh, Wilson Cavage completely. Um, <laughs> I uh, I do take great comfort every year when we go and we walk by that one column about two thirds of the way down the the arena, and Silent, and Silent Bob, Bob, is, Bob is leaning against there, nodding at everybody. It fills me <laughs> with joy in the moment that I see him. There's is a that, little bit of that's, constancy. That's what that dude does. 
for four days. It's just stand on that column year. every fucking year on that column. Boom, Silent Bob. He walks in and goes to his column, and that's it. That's what he does. He's Maybe got a little a fake cigarette, mm-hmm. and doesn't say a word. <laughs> four days, probably in like you know telephone sales or something, and he's just glad not to talk for four days. <laughs> No more cold calls. I'm just going to be Bob for a week. Fuck it. <laughs> be worse ways to spend your week. Yeah. Okay. This is fun. I was looking for a particular hockey mascot pop. Right. I remember that. Sunday morning, I get up. I've got two hours to check out time. I got nothing else to do. There was a booth that had one. Oh, really? You found had one? one? Nope. I found every other one. And I was looking at the guy. I'm like, Seriously, no Boston Bruins. He goes, no, nah, there's one in there. Maybe I brought three. I'm like, it's Sunday. I could have come every other day this week, and I never went in that booth because there was always a crush of people. Where was Sunday it? Morning. It wasn't that far from the Funkoville town, ah. which you know is slowly gentrifying that corner. Um, driving out five. those deadbeat artists. <laughs> <laughs> it's like rent. Oh. Over there now. <laughs> oh my God, that whole setup. I mean, it's great. You can kind of walk around it, and they they did spread some of their lesser exclusives around, which I thought was nice because if you're into some of that other crap, like bitty bitty pops, they're like this big, this big. <laughs> Are you gonna crush my head now? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's it's. I'm crushing your head. New kids on the. <laughs> It, it's these little tiny things, and it's just stupid as shit. And uh, <laughs> I know there are people who love them and collect them. And so oh, I got to get the limited edition of Batman. No, you don't. There's no rules that say we have to get any of this. <laughs> There's a moment of clarity when you reach that point where you realize you don't have to have everything that is so liberating and so freeing. And that's right, because it's so like you many walk up to the booth there. and you're like, don't need or want any of this stuff. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I left Comic-Con with the one pop I wanted. Mm -hmm. Thank you for getting the question for me. The box that I got at Fun Days that I didn't sell. Uh And a handful of pins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's all I bought. Yeah. I I mean, I didn't even buy a trade this year. I couldn't find anything that I hadn't read or didn't want. uh, Or wanted. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, the, the, the... the need not to have everything associated with something is so liberating. It is because you just go in and, you know, now with this stuff in the basement, I'm looking at my collections and kind of going, yeah, <laughs> your days are numbered, boys. All of you, you're gone. <clears throat> Here's the beauty. Like you sold Anakin for what? 450 Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So actually that's, with the damaged box, that was a great price uh, because he's going for about five or six now. Okay. So I'm, you know, and I'm like, no, you sold it with the, with the, with the damaged box. You did good. We did great selling the sodas that we sold mm-hmm. uh, because we sold them for a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I paid for my trip with three of the things I got at fun days. <laughs> and uh, now those things sell for like 35 and 50 bucks a piece. What is Technicolor Batman going for? Because I still have that one. 30. He, you'd be lucky to get 30. Okay. Well, I got nothing in him. So, yeah, there you go. Um, but 
some of those prices tanked. I sold that Tony the Tiger, and the next day he was down, you know, 50 bucks. And the day after that, he was down 100 bucks. So, yeah. Well, that's why um, I made you sell it that first night. <laughs> I knew you were at the top of the market. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the first time I've you. ever like I made you yeah. like I, I just made you do anything you didn't want to do. Oh, I know. It's like when we're at dinner with Dakota and uh, Eric, <laughs> we're all sitting there at the pizza joint. Well, that's going for five hundred. That's going all right, everybody. Good night. <laughs> back to the hotels. Back to the hotels. Dakota sold it, fucking everything, <laughs> and he was close to an Office Depot Max, uh -huh. so he he had boxes. He printed the labels, used their scales, and left them there because it's a United mm -hmm. States Postal Service pickup thing. So, so they were like, so they were received, mm -hmm. and didn't have to go to FedEx and pay the bend over the barrel price. I uh, I will say if I go again, I might be far more mercenary and start listing shit at the table. If it's <laughs> I mean, I mean seriously, I mean if you're first to market, as we discovered with Tony the Tiger. You can, make a, not, you can make a couple of extra bucks. Yeah. I mean. So, okay. So now let's talk about the Funko controversies that comes out of Funko. Oh, days. please. You mentioned this to me and I want to know. <laughs> Spill the tea, sis. All right. So um, you may have heard some of the people going, hey, somebody just pulled a hundred piece of this and sold it for, you know, a thousand dollars. Right. Um, so the metallic Captain Americas. Like your trade right. for Anakin was a great trade. My trade for Captain America turned out to be a better trade than I thought because somebody decided that there would be small count pieces in the box of fun at the event and the same pieces in the box that they shipped to people's homes. So that Captain America metallic that had a 250 piece sticker if you opened your box and found it at your table mm -hmm. and then somebody went home and got a 2000 piece metallic captain America. Oh no. There was like seven or eight pieces that were like that. There was a Megatron captain America. I think one of the Merlins. Um, and I mean, collectors lost their shit. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, well, my 500 piece cap just got a little bit pressier. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a year, sell it for a grand. Um, so yeah, so that just drove everybody apeshit. That's a weird mistake. <laughs> That's make. a huge mistake. And so the makeup gift is you, you send it in and they either send you back <clears throat> the larger edition size, which I think I'd be really pissed or a bonus item. And they were sending those like, uh, silver SpongeBob's, those 25th anniversary pieces. People were getting those as their second mystery gift. They, okay. it, was, it was bad. It was bad. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, <clears throat> okay. so what do you got left from the box to sell? Well, I haven't sold anything since I got home. I was okay. finishing up my semester, and so that's probably later this week. I'm going to look and see. I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've covered the cost of the trip, so I need to pay you back, and I have the money put aside for that. Okay. The ticket and then whatever else you know from here is gravy absolutely so, put it aside for next year's trip or something yeah oh you can you can definitely you know make a couple bucks off of that stuff i've got what have i got left i've got the pinocchio the ted lasso the yeti ted uh, the letty yeti is holding you should still be able to get about 100 bucks for the yeti um ted lasso 
I want to say he's maybe a hundred and a half, two hundred. The I've got the Ron Weasley <clears throat> on the broom. You ought to be able to get a couple, couple hundred for that. And the, at least a hundred and a half. The S'mores monster. You know that thing. My wife, I showed it to, to Kristen, and she was just like, what the hell is that? I'm like, <laughs> I go, Bruce called it nightmare fuel. Um, <laughs> I go, you, I go, it was kind of funny to see it. Like, Will's pulling him out of the box, and I look at him like, what the Jesus? I pass it down, pass it down. I look over at Kristen, and she's got this look on her face like somebody had just handed her a plate of, of cat cat you know the, you could see it read it on her face it's just what yeah. the fuck you i hear oh my god this is nightmare fuel and hector is just like ah, what the fuck <laughs> well hector was in the bag by that point <laughs> yes he was <laughs> um and let's see i've got the bear the flocked bear oh, the flock bear you get about 100 yeah 75 for him and the ranger ranger I think um, Ranger Parker. is getting about 30, 35 bucks yeah, for there. Yeah, so I mean I've got several hundred bucks in if I put it out there and I, I can go low because I don't Yeah. I just want to move it. So that's probably a chore for this end of this week and next week, see what I can scratch up. So maybe I'll have a report on my final tally by the next podcast. And your fun days flipping experience. <laughs> Seriously though. Excuse me. If I were to go again. I might go totally mercenary and start listing shit at the table. Okay. <laughs> Fresh in my hand. Just released. Just released. Booyah. And then there's one group of people who are like, look at this guy. And then there's another group of people who are like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I got to have it. Exactly. And it's like that instant. I, that's the one thing I took away from it is the instant gratification for those that aren't there. I mean, it, the, that's going to be the driving force behind the pricing. And if you can be, as with anything, first to market, you're going to, you know, go out on top. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I would, it would be an interesting experiment to do like live stream for the podcast, like selling that stuff instantly on on Facebook in the moment. In, in the, the moment. moment. <laughs> Seriously, think about it. All right, I just got this. I'm listing it. <sighs> Corey Feldman, he touched my hand. By the way, seventy five hundred dollars. <laughs> it's got Seriously, as, on just it. as an experiment in economics, that would be fascinating. <laughs> Plus, the content would be spectacular. Oh my god, uh, I, you could try it. I, I was so much into that moment of trying to find people at other tables to get them, because when you look at a table, you see ten people, you see like six people sitting on their hands. And you see one guy who's just like itching to go nuts. So all you got to do is make eye contact with that guy <laughs> and just kind of do one of these, one of these, one of these. And now he's up and now we're looking for more tables. And then before you know it, all the people with the, their hands on their asses, they're kind of up and at least making a little noise. Um, and then, of course, once we were all blessed by Feldman's presence, that that seemed to just set off a revival fever. <laughs> <laughs> As Will is our Messiah. <laughs> Ooh, uh, oh, well, you know, Jesus was a Jew. So um his letter to the Feldmans. His um, letter to the Feldmans. <laughs> and a Corey shall lead them. Mm -hmm. Um yes. <laughs> I, Dear uh, Feldmans, more sequins. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't endorse Jesus juice. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Could 
Could you be a little creepier? <laughs> oh, don't don't make that bet. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's old enough to make that awkward for everybody. Yeah, he's not that much younger than us. Ah, little girl. Okay, we're all going to jail tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, I'm switching gears. I saw that uh, our buddy uh, James Lee Burke has a new book coming out soon. Oh, or his yeah? next book. It may not be soon, but his next book in the Robichauverse is entitled Cleat. Uh, oh, a whole book on Cleat. <laughs> yeah, and I'm torn, man. <laughs> going to go full tilt boogie on us. Um, I'm of mixed emotions about that. What It'd do you be think? fun, but Cleat's, uh, you know... <laughs> cleats of a time it's like okay we're gonna watch this like you know drug addled uh 70 year old man with ptsd <laughs> you know shaking up people yeah. <laughs> it could well, be interesting well i mean and the way he's written some of the books he can even do it earlier i mean he can place yes. it wherever he wants to in the timeline i'm not i don't know that would be fun you'd have to place that as a young cleat just you yeah know, just out of what's just coming out or just when he comes back from his exile in Central America, when he's just completely wired and nuts. Oh, that that would work. Yeah. But is that too much cleat? That's my thing. That's like no. a hawk book. Which which is sixty pages of of white jokes and <laughs> and no other dialogue. <laughs> and will it be Cleet's inner monologue? Because I'm not sure I want to know what that is. Going back to the hawk, the hawk inner monologue it'd just be honky 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 <laughs> honky honky spencer honky 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 the cleats inner dialogue yeah that could be um <laughs> all i could like it's just, smell it's was the burning mama like son you... in the in the huts in the dmz uh -huh. as the bouncing betty's ripped through my flesh uh, i mean and that's a, will he be able to differentiate between a Cleet inner monologue and a Dave inner monologue? Probably not, except that there would be no mention of the Breen reading out on the way. <laughs> the, or the boys in butternut. The boys in butternut and the Breen and the smoke and the the Bogavillas and and the, and the, and the rigs rain. going down and the. <clears throat> Everybody have a doctor nut. <laughs> All right, I just wanted to mention that. I didn't know if you'd seen it. I, I, I will definitely read that when it comes out, just out of curiosity, if nothing else. I think it's the torrid affair between him and Helen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 my mind's eye, count it out. <laughs> I don't know. I always envision Helen like that uh, deputy sheriff that used to come in Arby's when we were teenagers. <laughs> so I always envision Helen. I don't know. More gun than woman. Yeah. <clears throat> the woman is all gun belt. <laughs> Starts here. Starts here. Goes down right below. Right, right, right at the top of her boots. That's right. <laughs> She's just all one big belt. <laughs> oh. So, um, you're about to be an empty nester, right? Mm -hmm. When's that happening? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow? 
Yeah. And how far of a drive is that for you? Two hours. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Not too bad. No. I yeah, took the day off of work. Uh <laughs> and then everything else happened. So yeah. Uh dorm Our move basement. in. Mm-hmm. Dorm move in tomorrow afternoon. You have assigned times? Yeah. It's not that free for all like when yeah, when I went to school and just just a crush you know? <laughs> everybody showed up at 10 and you know it's just madhouse <laughs> yeah uh, the boys had like tiered timed out move-ins mm-hmm. um and we moved jack into his dorm room it was we got fortunate because his was on the first floor and we had an early time so nice we got <laughs> so the giant know. the giant cart rolled it in dumped it out done yeah, uh, yeah. so we'll be yeah we'll be done with all that that'll be We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I, I think we're Kristen's too busy getting everything packed, and so it'll probably be Thursday that she's just like, "Baby's gone." I'm like, "Yeah, it's time to go, Bradshaw, baby. Let's take him off." <laughs> oh shoot! Did I hit the button? I, I don't hear you. Oh man. Do you hear me? Do you do hear me? I just I've got nothing coming from you. <laughs>